You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. I can see I'm already getting called out, James. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Welcome to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and along with Chris to my right and James to my left, we are talking about the after-game review for Game 2 against the Calgary Flames. Otter sees that Markstrom gets a shut out in game one and he's like i want that too it does the exact same thing for the dallas stars here in game two guys uh but before we get into this game we do want to thank our sponsor DraftKings. please go and use that promo code thpn next time you're around their app their website whenever lots of good things to talk about in tonight's game guys but uh in general what are your biggest thoughts from tonight's game first thing first is playoff gg boys let's go first one (laughs) number two for me um so this is from espn.com uh brian boucher flames and four suck it um tim cavanaugh flames and four suck it and greg wachinski flames and four suck it we can move along now (laughs) chris is very very happy about the fact that the stars will not be swept in this series. So I'm very happy about that too. I never had this series going to to only four games. And so far my prediction is right. Although I hope my prediction is wrong. So yeah, there you go, Eric. I said, I said it. I'm actually, I'm still rooting for the stars, but you know, it is a seven game series. And after uh, the last game, there were a lot of uh, doom and gloom stars fans you know, all across Twitter and Facebook, being super depressed about how that first game went. And what what can what can you tell them now that was different about this game compared to the first game, you guys? Uh, on this podcast, we had one Doom and Gloom Stars fan. We had Ryan. Everyone else said, <laughs> "Hey, we played a good game," which we did. And if we look back on this game, we kind of did the same thing. We just actually played in the first period. Like we didn't give them a free period, and turn around and boom, we went to to nothing. I mean, this game was very similar. They outshot us. We played a little bit better overall offensively. Got out of our zone quicker, which was mainly a problem in the first period last game. But other than that, like, there wasn't secondary scoring. Only our top line scored. All the things that we were saying, oh, Benetton has to get in. They didn't do it, and we still won the game. So this wasn't our best game, and we still beat this team. This is a good hockey team. We can win in the playoffs. It's it's really insane. It's this series is being decided by two lines. There's been two lines, both of them, the top lines, they both scored one goal and both times it was the game winning goal. What the heck is going on? <laughs> there is no other series like this, too. I mean, there there's no. not another series. I this I expect this to probably be and, close this entire time, too. Like. And this is the last series you'd expect it from, too. The best line in hockey? And there's two shutouts in the first two games, and they're split. That's insane. And that's honestly that's the best case scenario, best logical case scenario for the Stars. Go into Calgary, shut down their offense, and split the two, first two games. I'm taking that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Well, <laughs> why twice on Sunday? Sunday's the best. Sunday's the best day. <laughs> I agree. Um, what I loved about this game, well, and when you think about that, actually, before I get into that. When you think about the last two games, that goal that Calgary scored wasn't a real goal. It, it was probably one that if you're Jake Ottinger, if you're the Dallas Stars, you probably, if you get another shot at that, you make the save on that one. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about it during the game that he knew he missed that and he knew that he probably would want that back. So what did he do in practice the last two days? As he sat there and and uh, Razor mentioned it, he, he just ca- continued and continued and continued to make that uh, that glove save off of that side 
And he's like, okay, I'm never letting this happen again. I'm never letting this happen again. And that was, you know, something that they saw from Marty Turco when he was here. And they also saw some of that from Kari Lettinen when Kari Lettinen was here as well. So yeah. it, it's it's cool to see the the legacy of the Stars net. And Jake Ottinger, if there's any doubt that he's not a number one, there is z- absolute zero doubt from anybody in anybody's mind that he yeah. is a true number one goalie yeah. in this league. And while we're while we're on him, go ahead. He's going to be my my biggest winner of the game because obviously shutout, and he doesn't get the shutouts. I I knew for sure after we got the second goal and they were in our zone, they were going to score and make it two to one. But they didn't do it. He gets the true shutout, and that second period, he saved our butts over and over again in that second mm-hmm. period. That was his best period, and man, incredible. So here's what I thought about the three periods. Oh, well, go ahead, James. Go ahead, James. Go. Well, just just on Otter. Otter literally just like Otter's played better than Markstrom, not because he's necessarily Markstrom's been, been bad. Yeah, he hasn't. Markstrom hasn't been bad. Been, he hasn't been bad, but like Otter has been tested more than Markstrom has, mm-hmm. like easily, Definitely and he's playing true. up to the same level. It's it's absolutely insane to me. Like he he just knows what he has to do, and he just does it. It yep. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, hundred percent agree with that. And as as good as Otter was tonight, you have to give full credit for to the Stars' defense. They've returned to that defensive play the, that we saw in the bubble playoffs. I mean, and they've, they've technically allowed zero goals because the one goal that they have allowed, Otter would probably want that one back. So, I mean, that and that's the way you win. I mean, I, I don't like the way that they're not getting enough goals, in my opinion, but it's working for them, and they've sh- completely shut down Calgary's offense in the past two games. And the biggest way the defense has shown up is stopping their cycle. So those switches between our players is always seamless. When you watch other games in the NHL, that's how they get you, is they just do the cycle and then they get free. That happens all the time. doesn't happen with Dallas. And then the other thing is clearing the net front. If you, I know it's hard to stop watching Kachuk and Gaudreau and they're, and they're in the offensive zone, but if you stop watching them for a second and you look in front of the net, it is a battle from the minute the puck is in until it gets out. And the Stars are winning it 100% of the time. Otter is seeing everything and not getting too much contact. They're, our defensemen are doing great in, in and around the crease. It's it's honestly insane. Like I, I was watching tonight's game, and it it, it felt like any time that Calgary tried to pass it in front of the net, it was is knocked away. Like every single time, I think they maybe maybe had one or two slot shots, and it's it's yeah. not it's not like they weren't trying. They were trying to do that all night long, and we mm-hmm. were just not giving it to them. It was yeah. it was insane. The biggest chances for Calgary came off the rush, especially in that second period when things kind of opened up due to the massive amount of four-on-four, which we'll get into in a second. I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> so g- give me y'all's if, – if you had to do like a summary of all three periods, like for, here's what I would do, and, and y'all can agree with me or add things to it. In the first period, the Stars played a, a very good, more aggressive, competitive competitive game than what we saw in game one. Just in general, I thought they were it, it yeah. and it wasn't by much. It was just that much more competitive. It, it was like 10-15% more. That was it. That's what you said last podcast too. They just need a little bit more and that's exactly what they do. So you called that right. And then in the second period it kind of got away from them a little bit, but uh, and then that was one of my points in the uh, Blackout Dallas article that I wrote is that if the Stars are going to win this series, point number 2, Otter has to be Con Smythe worthy. And he was in that second period. He definitely was. Absolutely was. was Honestly. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know the total shot totals, but he's faced like 50 shots between the two games, and he's led in one goal. That's that's insane. And while we're on the recap. He's 24, and he's in his second playoff start. Don't forget about that. While we're on the recap in the second period, it wasn't a terrible period by the Stars. It was just forced to open up, and we were forced to play the game that Calgary wants to play. That's the way Calgary wants to play all six of these periods. We only let it happen one period, which I think is good. And we got our chances in that period, too. I mean, it opened up. We should we had two should-have-been goals, not grade-A scoring chances. They should have been in the back of the net that we didn't put in either. So it opened up, but both goaltenders were just amazing in that period. And then the third period, for me at least, you guys, was at the beginning it was a little scary. To be totally honest with you, definitely the first the, ten minutes. Calgary, Calgary was very much pushing, but what was nice about what the Stars did is they they got 
they got some turnovers, whether it was whether it was forced or unforced in the Calgary zone, and they jumped on that and they fed off of the momentum, especially in the last 10 minutes of the game. And they kept it in the Calgary zone for a good portion of those last 10 minutes. And the first 10 minutes I didn't really like, but the last 10 minutes, keep that up, especially if you have a one-goal lead. And the first 10 minutes weren't terrible either. Like we talked about with the defense, we, we kept them locked up in the cycle, and we kept people clear of the crease still during that. They had a lot of pressure. We couldn't really get out of our zone. That was bad, but it, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it could be. And then definitely we exposed something with when they're pressuring, the stretch pass is open all the time, and they get flustered in their own zone whenever they're trying to push like that. And that's something that we need to expose every time we take a lead into the third period. So I was thinking, especially after the first 10 minutes, I guess we're just going to talk about how much we hate turtling in the third period after every game that we head into the third with the lead. But after the after the 10 minute mark, we kind of cut that out and we were in their zone. We took it to them. They didn't have a lot of great touring chances. I don't think in the last 10 minutes, except for the one that went through the crease, obviously. Well, I mean, I mean, that's what I was saying is in general, the, the last 10 minutes, the stars had the better chances. And I, I wrote that down here in the third period is that, you know, generally they, they, I mean, there were some unforced turnovers that the stars were able to, you know, be get the benefit out of. But still, the fact they were there, they took advantage. And the Pavels, like Pavelski, for example, had a huge opportunity, six and a half minutes remaining. And I was like, oh, that it was almost the Klingberg time. chance, the Robo chance, the Rope mm-hmm. chance, all of them. So, all right. Uh, you want to get into the game summaries, you guys, before we, uh, or is there anything else we need to talk about? Y'all's biggest about- winners. Oh yeah, that's right. We need to talk about our biggest winners. James, do you have a biggest winner? Um, I'm gonna go with Michael Roffel. He's still he still looks yes. like the most physical guy on the ice mountain. It's just like it's insane. He's putting up hits left and right. He's not giving any ground in the defensive zone. He's forechecking really hard. It's it's I don't know what happened, but it's playing so freaking good, man. <laughs> He's the best death player on the ice right now, and that empty net goal, hundred percent deserved. Love that he got that one. I hate you, James. I was I was literally gonna put that one. Now I'm now I'm rushing trying to find one. But how about the game winning um, goal? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, let me let me go ahead and go with uh, somebody else who I thought had a really good game tonight, and I'm gonna give it to him because he's gotten some shellacking from me in the past. But I mean, I have to give it to him tonight. Is Johnny Hockenpah? Johnny Hockenpah had a very good defensive game and i mean numerous times especially in the first and third period i was noticing him in the d zone and breaking up huge time like huge chances for the calgary flames and there's one in particular that i was thinking about where he was on the far corner boards uh you know up by the benches the, the benches side of the ice and he just basically erased his man we took the puck and took it the other way and, I, and it, it looked like it was going to be dangerous. And all he did was he, he just stapled the guy to the board and said, you're not moving. There's the puck. Rope hands out of the zone. It was that easy. He was, he was exceptional on the PK, too, tonight. The penalty kill was outstanding tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so getting into the first period here, you guys. Um, uh, I guess we could go ahead and talk about this first. But uh, the 4-on-4 four four in tonight's game was just – ridiculous i think it was about three or four times when the when the opportunities were it was four and four and the i mean they're not they're not easing up on the penalty killing or on the uh on calling penalties excuse me the rest were not going easy on calling penalties tonight they, they're continuing to call them like they see it the, those four and fours are garbage though i mean honestly if we look throughout the entirety of the game rope hints gets called for roughing when he just got dragged onto the ice uh Lucic punches our guy in the face three times, and we get a roughing call for that. Yeah, that's Nemestikov. ridiculous. And and then there was the instance at the beginning of the the first period here. This is why I'm talking about it. Yeah, Kibi Rossi gets jumped, and he gets a roughing call. That's ridiculous. Well, it was Klingberg. I mean, it was Klingberg and Kachuk. Klingberg, was... Kachuk. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, and, and that there's no way that that's a that's a roughing penalty on Klingberg. That that's it, it's ridiculous. And if we look throughout this game, I'm just going to get into all the refs since you brought it up, Ryan. Yep. But you to. the Stars are the least penalized team in the league this season. Lowest. Calgary is the 10th most penalized team. And especially in this first period where we vastly outplayed the Calgary Flames, 
somehow Calgary ends that period with two power plays and we get one. That's ridiculous. That's garbage. It's bullcrap. It has to change next game, like immediately. That can't happen. That it's wrong. And anyone who watched this game who was unbiased will tell you the exact same thing. It's it's incorrect. It was, I was poorly officiated, very one sided, awful. Yeah, I was very frustrated tonight at the refs, particularly because I felt like the stars played a cleaner game and we we had we ended up with more penalties than the Flames did. We absolutely played a cleaner game. If you look at every incident that happened between the two teams, always started by the Flames, always incidental minors. Garbage. It's trash. And, you know, honestly, guys, uh, let, let me talk about this first. I honestly thought that the Flames had a better game tonight than they did in game one. I really do. Because in general... And in first game... period in game one. First period game one okay, is yeah, still the best true. that either team has looked. Yeah, but, but second yeah, and third, I'll say yeah. Yeah, generally, I thought they had a better game, and they lost. So that just goes to show you, I mean, just that 10 15% more from the Stars and competitiveness and keeping it out of our zone making sure that we're taking care of the defensive side and then jumping when we have those opportunities work tonight. Uh, the other thing I did want to talk about also in that we didn't talk about uh, before we even started was Klingberg's uh, little oh, yeah. uh, comment that he made, and it kind of went all across social media. So I'm just going to read it here. And he was very frustrated with uh, Rasmus Anderson and obviously when he got kicked out of the game at, towards the end of the first period. And so here's his uh, comment to reporters post-game from game one. He said, I'm not saying I'm a tough guy, but he's acting tougher than he is. He referring to uh, Anderson. I feel like he's the one guy there in the scrum who doesn't have a guy. I'm standing there with Coleman, and he's standing there shaking his gloves to me like, you want to go against me? Probably the least fighter on our team on the ice there, talking about himself. I'm skating over to him and dropping my gloves, and I want to go, but he's just standing there for two seconds, and then all of a sudden he drops the gloves. And sucker punches him is what he didn't say. He's he's acting a little tougher than he is, and we're going to go after him. So it, guess what happened this game? Did you see him in any kerfuffle tonight? Not a one. You know who went after John Klingberg for him? Their best, arguably their best player, Kachuk. That's how much of a panther you're going to be? What a wimp. And then all night long, we see Flames players diving all over the ice looking for calls. That tells you what how the, how the Flames feel right now. They're terrified. That's what they are. They're looking for power plays. They don't want to fight people. And you see no one's taking a run at big number two. So Flames oh, are Oh, yeah, that was candy. hilarious. He was, in front of the, he was in front of the Calgary net, and I, I saw that. And the, the guy, I forgot who it was. It might have been Johnny Goudreau. And Johnny, Johnny Goudreau is kind of a smaller dude. He, I think he's under six foot. And, you know, there's yeah. Yanni Hockenbaugh, six foot five. He looks up, he's like, you know, never mind. <laughs> Just yeah. so, so Kachuk can be a pansy and pounce on somebody and not drop the gloves in the first period. Sure, take that. We're, we're going to run all over you the rest of the game. And I think the comment by Klinger made him better tonight. He was substantially better tonight than he was last night. It's going to heighten his play. He's forced himself into the limelight pretty much in this series by creating some kind of drama. And he, he lived up to it this game. It's amazing he didn't finish it with five minutes left in the third on that backhand shot. It, it was just, it's just dumb luck for Markstrom. So yeah. I think Klinger's going to be much better the rest of this series too because of it. Yeah, it's so weird that the big bad guy on our team in this series is Klingberg. <laughs> right. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, that's what the Flames defenseman did. I mean, he was being a pansy and made both of them get ejected. And then still doesn't back it up tonight? I mean, what a whip. Seriously. Play hockey. None of the Flames players are playing hockey right now. I mean, dives all over the ice. Ridiculous. Well, and I, I totally agree with you on the whole uh, Anderson thing. I mean, he, he waited. He waited a good, like, yeah. five seconds before he dropped the gloves. And then, he, and then he basically jumped John Klingberg. And John Klingberg was like, really? Okay. Yeah. We're gonna okay. Just watch yourself for for the next game, and and you know they did go after him. It wasn't just Klingberg though; it was the whole team went after the defense. And again, that competitiveness. They finished third checks. They went after the uh, Calgary defensemen, like Calgary's uh, forwards did to our defensemen in Game One. More yeah. so, uh, it, it, I mean, they physically, you know, beat us in Game One. And to mm -hmm. the, in in the second game, and something I have we haven't talked about is the physicality in this game. 
it was definitely ramped up a little bit by by the Flames, but definitely ramped up for the Stars, and they answered the bell most of the time. Yeah, it was Every it time. was it was really nice to see tonight. I mean, last night really, especially in that first period, is really frustrating to watch because I mean it's playoff hockey here, and the Flames are getting a big hit every time we go to the boards and we we had like no hits in that first period and that wasn't the case this game it really it really felt like we were given just as much as we were taken tonight it was nice yeah and before the series ends i guarantee i guarantee anderson's gonna get what's coming to him we're gonna see it jamie ben's gonna show up at some point and he's gonna lay down the law and i think it's gonna be in front of his favorite building in the world the aac and we'll we'll we'll, we'll see it i would rather see him turn the puck over and Jamie Benn score a goal. I'd much rather see that, to be honest with you. But honestly, I wouldn't. I'd rather you know, see him get fumbled. You know uh, which hit I will remember for forever, though. Mm. The it was I, I believe it was 2008 when the Stars went on a Western Conference final run, and in the final seconds of the third period, before going to overtime, Brendan Morrow just absolutely demolishes San Jose Sharks forward Milan Mahalik. And it was just a gargantuan hit. I mean, that's not even the right word to describe how large this hit was. And Mahalik would not return to the game. It was such a big hit. It was clean, too. So I would like to see something like that from Jamie Benn in Game 3 when when the series goes to Dallas. Hey, hockey fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is finally on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Like for me, it's going to be the Dallas Stars. And get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, and that's a big talking point among Stars friends across social media right now is Sagan had some scoring chances tonight, but Jamie Benn had he had the one and he hasn't shown up a lot honestly in the normal extracurricular activities that we are used to from Jamie Benn. So, I mean, maybe he's just trying to play the penalties game that we've seen in the playoffs so far this year or maybe he's just laying low and waiting but either way we need more impact from ben we we need more impact from sagan too at at that point that missed net on his pretty much wide open shot in the slot can't happen i mean he's got to bury that what period was that in was that in the second i I believe that was the second period right james i think so yeah yeah i don't think that was an empty net though but it, not, not an empty net. I said he was wide open in the slot. Oh, yeah. That, I think, it was an empty net. And he just nobody, missed. He yeah. just, and, yeah. and one thing that I mentioned when I was watching the game about that was, like, I think that's the prettiest I've seen Tyler Sagan this entire year. He missed the net, <laughs> but it was, he still looked pretty yeah. well doing it. was a pretty it. missing well, the net. Well, and he gets all those chances, and he finishes the game with, Okay, no, he no. Okay, good. He did. He did have three shots, so that's good. I take it back. I thought I only had one. So he did. He did get a lot of shots on goal after that. But man, I feel like he's got he's got to bury one for us. I mean, especially when we're on the road. I feel like we need we needed some more. I'm glad we didn't need it, but we're we're gonna need it eventually if we if we're planning on moving forward at least. So moving forward through the first period, uh, there was a there was a goalie interference penalty by Michael Roffel, which I thought also was kind of stupid. Yeah. If that puck goes in the net and it's reviewed, it's going to be a goal. He got pushed in. <laughs> like what? I don't even think he got pushed in. I think what what it was is that Markstrom challenged and he was aggressive with his positioning, so he was outside of the blue paint. It's so a I, I think I think that probably should have not been called because of that reason. But we 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 had a 
goal in the regular season that went in where I think it, I think it was Dobby that he, he, his, his glove was like completely interfered with and they didn't call it because he was outside the paint. Yeah. So they should have, should the not paint, have been a penalty. The, in my the paint only matters when it's in the favor of not the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> really feels that way. Well, nothing would come of that power play, thankfully, but it was a scary power play. But what it would lead to is a very good penalty kill for the Dallas Stars. And and because of the momentum from that penalty kill, Pavelski would score the first goal for the Stars in this playoffs. It was, of course, off of a tip with Robo with the shot from uh, the from like above the, the faceoff circle. High slot. We'll say high slot. Eh, kind of, kind of. But... Uh, Either way, it was a good goal, and you can't blame Markstrom on that one. I mean, it was tipped. It was a great play by Pavelski. That's a perfect Pavelski goal. Love it. I expect to see a lot of it. He's always amazing in the playoffs. Everyone always says it, and you saw that graphic. He's the the second most games played without winning a Stanley Cup active in the NHL, I think, right? So Yep. Yeah, second. And you know know what's funny is both of those two players. is right above him. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, both of those two players are former San Jose Sharks. They they should have won the cup when they had those guys there. When they were in their prime, they should have. Um. Anyway, uh, there was a really good play by Hawk and Pog. Good stick there. Hannafin would take a holding penalty, uh, but and the Stars would go on the power play. And I just thought it was an absolute terrible power play there. And they awful. had there there were literally three faceoffs in the Stars zone on their power play. Which yeah. that that just tells you right there that it was not going well for the stars on the power play. Yeah, the power plays throughout the night are just not good enough. Obviously, um, <laughs> if you gotta give some credit to Calgary, which I don't think we did enough of last night either. That's true. I I think they are the best penalty kill in the league, and we, we have been very bad since pretty much the All Star break. So we have to figure something out. We can't go over for the series, but. You gotta give credit where it's due, but we got we gotta find them, and we gotta find them at clutch times. I think too. So there's gonna be a power play where we need one, and for the stars, I kind of expect we're gonna get it when we need it. So I'm still holding faith for that. Well, the power play has basically been anemic since yeah. February. I, yeah. I would I would think maybe even the All Star break in all reality, because before the All Star break, it was actually doing pretty well, and then after the All Star break, it just it was wasn't doing all very that well. Great. We were top four. Yeah. All right. Um, was there specifically anything in the second period that you guys saw that uh, that we need to discuss and talk about? Because there w- there wasn't much that I saw, other than the fact that the stars just got way outplayed in the second period. It wasn't way outplayed. We we had equal chances. You don't I think mean, so? Yeah, it was. It was back and forth. It, it wasn't what we wanted to play. It wasn't that structured game that we played in the first and third period. But it was still, we matched Calgary there, and we had chances that we should have scored on, just like Calgary had chances that they should have scored on. So mm-hmm. even though we weren't playing our style, we still played well. Yeah, And we it, were forced it, into that style, too. So like, it's yeah. not really our fault. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it comes from calling the fourth four-on-four call of the night. That's, yeah, that, that's I was just happened. fixing to mention that. It's, it was the fourth four-on-four call, and... For some reason, the stars decided they didn't want to play structured on this four on four like the other three, which they did well on mm-hmm. on the other three, I feel like. And it just it opened up completely. And there were probably three chances on man rushes both ways. And luckily Otter stood up tall and unluckily Markstrom stood up tall as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh a- anything else in the second that you guys want to talk about? No. Not really. Well, we kind of already talked about all the third. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I wanted to talk about the third period was that the Stars were finally getting some shots. And there was and Jamie Benn. Um, he had two chances where one, he made a good shot on and he, made, he had a good opportunity on. But there was one play where he was not paying attention and did absolutely nothing with the puck when he could have done something with it, even just getting a decent shot off. And instead, yeah. he was just kind of hoping and praying that somebody would be there and there was nobody there to receive his pass. And that was really frustrating because it looked like the stars were really starting to press. And I was like, maybe they can get that insurance goal before, uh, you know, Calgary starts to make their push here in the last five minutes. And I think still overall for the stars, the message has to be shoot when you get the chance because we're still overpassing. I mean, we we shot more tonight, which was good. And we were still overpassing. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. 
shoot the puck. You are a great player. First line, let them do whatever they want. They're right. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Shoot the puck. Ben and Sagan, shoot the puck every single time. You are due. The floodgate will open. And really, I, I want to see more shooting from Klingberg and Haskin and from up top. That too. They can, the they can, they the can get past that first that first shot blocker really well, those two players specifically. And I feel like every time they get it, they, they're just passing it along and passing it along. And I'm like, just shoot one of those. Like, it, it, it might get through. <laughs> it probably won't, need, but it might. <laughs> we need that, especially when our bottom two lines are out and especially when Markstrom is playing good like he has been the past two games. Because – if, if nothing else, you're going to create a lot of havoc around Markstrom and make him uncomfortable. It's like, it's the same thing like in baseball. If the pitcher's playing really well, do something to knock him off his game. Try and butt for a hit. Make him play the ball. Something. And a shot from the point with when your third or fourth line is in the offensive zone could be a huge thing for that. And Okay, so let me ask you guys about this because this is something that's popping into my head uh, while we were watching the game. But Y'all are all talking about uh, getting more shots on the net and everything like that. And that's something that I said in the last, in the last uh, AGR, the last episode that we did. And I swear Razor must have listened to our episode or something because this was one of his talking points maybe halfway through the third period, maybe about three quarters through the third period. And the fact he was talking about the Flames and the fact that they are a high-volume shot team is what he basically described them as. And he went into this little bit of a rant that kind of got me thinking about, hey, maybe maybe quantity really isn't what we need. We just need to take the shot at the right time. And I, I'm still out on that, how I feel about it. Razor is an incredibly intelligent man. He's much smarter than me. But I still would like to see more shots from the Stars tonight. I don't, I'm not sure what they end up with tonight. Mm. But I still would like to see more. But I also understood exactly what Razor was saying and the logic that was coming out of it because what was happening with otter is they were getting like volumes and volumes and volumes of shots on but there were no rebounds there was no havoc in front of him and he was just absorbing every single thing because i think it was like the 12 minute mark or the 13 minute mark there were about three or four offensive zone uh face-offs for the calgary flames and they got a shot off on every single one of them and he just absorbed it and it came out of nothing so that makes me makes me wonder whether that's the right way to go and really worry about the quantity of shots or maybe we, not necessarily the quality of the shot is important, but just when you have the chance to make a shot, take the dang shot. Well, you kind of got to what I'm going to say right here is that the, the Flames just shooting was not correct for what they were doing. They had no traffic in front. So if you're shooting from outside the circles and there's no that's traffic true. and nothing's going on, of course, it's just going to be swallowed up. The Stars are having traffic in front of the Flames net, especially the third and fourth line. So when it gets to the point, that's when you want the shot, when there's already havoc around there and you can shop at it, dive at it, whatever, shove it into the net any way you can. And the other reason why that's different, and he, he mentioned that to the Calgary Flames, not to both sides really, is because the Flames are only goal scorers. <laughs> like if, if you look at the Flames, who's really the playmaker? Tyler Toffoli, kind of. And he, he's not supposed to be a playmaker, but he, that's what he turned into this year. They're all goal scorers. So the the Flames just overall just like shooting because all their top players are, are goal scorers. Yeah. And really, I, my, my point about more shots was I want more shots from the defensemen because we are getting that traffic in front of that. I, I'm fine with a lot of the passes that we have down behind the net and everything and right – even like on the edge of the boards, okay, that's fine. I mean, you, you're not very far from the net. If there's a dude right in front of you, yeah, he's probably going to block it. But when you're up at the point, you get a little bit of space and you see there's like two or three people in front of the net. Just take take the shot. Try it. I mean, yeah. especially and, and with how, how good both of these goaltenders are, and I expect them to be in the rest of the series too, you're, you're not going to just beat them off of a, a normal shot. You're going to have to get these tips. You're going to have to get these rebounds. Yeah. And I'm going to go beyond that. Ben and Sagan, when they're on the rush chances, need to shoot more too. Because they both had a couple of, chance, of, of times where they could have yeah, shot and they chose to pass. And I'm just like, shoot they, the puck. They both have great wrist shots. Shoot the puck, try and score. Like, the, you are bound to score soon. Like, you have to. They are playing decently. One's got to go in at some point. Just keep shooting. All right. And then uh, Michael Roffel would take it down. 
make it two nothing, put the empty net goal in there, and he would not Patrick Stefan it, which is very nice. <laughs> That's what that was in my brain. So totally when he was putting it in, I was terrified. Well, did you see how careful he was with it? He made yeah. sure it went to the net. But yeah, I don't think there's a better way we could have ended that first two game set either than with Raffle just gliding it home. He, did, he deserved that goal. He, he deserved that goal. He was our best depth player, especially the first game. He brought a lot of the physicality that we had, and he still led it tonight too. Shot blocking all over the place. The penalty he got was garbage. Don't care. He's been great. He totally deserved that, and we're going to need him at home too. So questions about game. looking forward to game three real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. Is there any reason to put Peterson and Harley in? No. Be- because, oh, okay, I'll let you go ahead. Go ahead first, Chris, because you have to answer that pretty quickly. I mean, it's working. I mean, the first game, of course, we want to score goals. The second game, even two. We, we need to score more goals. But we're playing the Calgary Flames the way they don't want to play. They don't want to play this kind of hockey. They want to score four goals a game, win four to two, win five to two. They want to score a bunch of goals, and we're not letting them. And that's the way you're going to beat a team is impose your will on them. So we need to keep doing what we're doing, scrape out some goals when we can get them. At home, it's going to be easier because we're going to have the change. And I think that's going to be key to opening up our offense too. So as long as we don't overthink it too, though. I mean, if we start putting our fourth line out there against Gaudreau and Kachuk every single time, I'm not going to like that either. (laughs) Please no. James, what do you think? After last game, I honestly wanted to see Peterson. But seeing this game, it's it's really our defense that's going to carry us through this series. I mean, and it's... It, it proved true for the Flames in the regular season too. As soon as soon as they you started seeing these five two five one wins from them, they shot up to first in in their division. Like it it was so obvious they were not playing well before that. The only reason why they were even close to a playoff spot is because Markstrom had like nine shutouts at the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we just we yeah. stick with the defense here. I think. Yeah, their whole game plan is to stretch the ice out. So I'm I'm still kind of half and half about it because I, I can I can see both sides. I, I totally can see both sides. Who, who specifically are you thinking of, of changing? Harley more or Peterson more? Like like what exactly do you want? See that see that that's exactly the point. Is that I don't know if this defensive style is going to work on home ice. If that makes any sense, because they 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 played a perfect road game tonight. Will that work in front of a home crowd? I, I, I mean, it probably, it probably could, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I've got a gut feeling that tells me this is not going to work. And here's, and here's why I might put Harley and Peterson both in, is because I, I know exactly right, I, Chris. I, I agree with you. I, my thing is, is with, with Harley, who are you going to pull out? Because. Hanley. You would you would pull out Hanley, right? But Hanley's been pretty solid on that third pairing, and we've talked about it even before the end of the the season. We we mentioned it like, okay, he's actually doing pretty well. He he was doing so well that he got put up uh, on that first pairing with John Klingberg for a little bit when there were some injuries and stuff going on. And uh, but that's just not where he's best suited. You just put him where he's best suited, which is that third pairing. But we talked about the fact that we need to get more shots from the point, and I think we're going to need more offense in Game 3. I don't think it's going to be a one nothing, 2 nothing game. I think, as, I'm not saying this is going to be a 7-6 slaughter fest, but I do think it's going to be a 3-2-4-3 game. And I think we need more players on the back end who can get the puck through, the, through all the bodies, and I, Harley can do that. So that's why I would consider putting Harley in over Hanley. But again... I can also see the other side why it, it's working. Why would you mess with yeah. anything? Well, and then okay, also go ahead. for me, just particularly with the Harley Hanley thing, Hanley is a much, much more physical defenseman than Harley is. And, and that's I, very, that, that's and another, I was going to mention that too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really, he's really showed it in the last two games too. He's had, he's had very big hits and he's, he's been able to take hits well too. I mean, I I, re- I really think, especially just for his physical presence, I, I I'd keep him over Harley, honestly. 
and with the whole Peterson thing, in my opinion, I really think that the reason why he's not in this series so far is because I think he's got some sort of nagging injury that we haven't that they're not talking about. And and I have no nothing to back that up. That's just what I think it is based off of his play. He hadn't played super well. And in my Blackout Dallas article, I mentioned that they're going to need some somebody on that second line to to really solidify that second line. And I know that that second line got split up for a portion of the game tonight. Ben and Sagan kind of played play yeah, kind of played on different lines. And I really think it's going to be important for Peterson to get into this series because I, I think he I, he could be a huge catalyst, in my opinion, for the Stars team starving for goals right now. And we're surviving right now, in my opinion. We're not thriving, if that makes any sense. We're we're yeah. playing our game, but we're not we're we're playing an extreme part of our game where we're it, just doing getting the defense, and that's not going to work. I don't think it's going to work for the rest of the seven game series. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but I think you're wrong there. The, the Peterson and, thing and that's fair me, to think that it's fair to think that the, the Peterson thing tempts me a little bit more, but then you, you got to think about who you're taking out. You're going to take out Kibi Ranta. He's played great. He has so played in the series. You, you know uh, who I would think about taking out actually? Probably Radulov. I was actually thinking Guryanov. I thought Gurry played well. That's interesting. I, I did not like Gurionov tonight either. He had a lot of times when he was coming back into the zone and he was the first offensive man back. And he's he sits in front of the net, but he's not looking for the dude who's coming in. It's like that that's something that we've seen him get scored on like multiple times over and over yeah. and over again. He, he broke that's, up that breakaway like huge, huge chance. He had a couple other defensive also, plays that he, I can't think of. He also of right had now. some big he also had some big hits tonight too. Yeah, he had some really good hits I, that I, that he I was very know. physical I just, with. So. I just feel like with at least with Radulov, he has. I feel like Radulov's still a little bit more physical than him. He's playing yeah. just as good defensively. I mean, Kiviranta's been playing well too. For some reason, the playoffs had just sparked him. Man, that's so crazy. Well, he was playing well before the playoffs, and and, and that was another player that we yeah. kind of mentioned that was like, okay, we're, we're he's play. I mean, he's not scoring or anything like we want him to. Yeah, but he's playing a lot better. He really. And the other thing I was gonna get at saying, I, I was gonna get to the point that I don't think Peterson should go in for Radulov. I think that was the the best idea. But the, the other thing is, Radulov's played a lot of playoff games. He's bigger. He's more physical in this series. Obviously, we need that, and I think Peterson is would not yes. just the way this hockey's been played. I don't think he would do well, and that's exactly why I thought of taking out Garyanov. That's I thought of the same thing. I'm like, how does Peterson get into the lineup if if he gets into the lineup this series? It, he's he's taking out Garyanov in my opinion. I think the only way he gets in is if Kibi has a bad game because Garyanov is a lot of size too. I mean, people forget Garyanov's a big guy. I mean, he's not yeah. small, so. He, he, no matter what you're doing, unless it's Kivi Ranta, you're taking out size, and we need size, obviously, with the way this happened. Yeah, it, I, I think it really just depends on who you're playing, and and I think you're right, guys, in the fact that uh, you know you really need size, you need physicality, and on and to be totally honest with you, I'm more tempted to put Harley in instead of Peterson. Like if I if I was going to make a change, which I yeah. don't think I would, but I the, I mean the I mean, the coach is still out on that, so I, I don't know. I, I really don't think he'll change anything. No, I don't think uh, so. And even though we didn't win game one, we still played okay in game one. We he's just come, didn't he's come compete. around. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've as I've talked through it, I've I've kind of come around into the fact that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So did I say that right? If it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. I said it right. Okay, good job. Yeah, I was, I'm proud of myself. Little English major over here. <laughs> I yes. is band director. I is not okay. English major. So I think we went over everything we want to talk about for this game. Kind of moving into next game. How are we feeling with the one-to-one split? I mean, I already kind of talked about how I feel like that's the best case scenario. Do, do we need to take two in Dallas? Or yeah. are, are we okay splitting? What do you all think? I think we need to take two. We have to take two. If we want to win the series, we need to take two. Because that leaves what that leaves is it leaves game five wide open and it leaves room for error. And, and you don't wide open want, game five suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, game five is so pivot, 
pivotal in if it's two two in the series and it's in Calgary. Yeah. So I, yeah. I I think they really we have to take two if we're have it want to have a chance in this series. And, and then, I agree and with then, y'all too. And then but, I would be okay with losing game five. I really yeah, would. I, I think Calgary really thrives off momentum. That's just the way that they play. When they get going, they can just pile them on. The other thing I think is Dallas has a distinct advantage when we're playing at home. I mean, our top line, like we've talked about all season, is 50% of our offense. So if we can get our top line out there against mismatch pairings more often, that's just that's just better for us. I don't feel like, especially when we split up our checking line the way we did tonight, there's not a line that we could have out there against their top line and me be like, oh, no, we're about to get scored off. Like, I feel like no matter what, we, we're solid on defense against them, at least to a point. But I think Dallas could expose the fourth line of Calgary, the third line of Calgary, maybe even the scoring lines on them. So I, I feel like we have a we have more of an advantage with home ice than Calgary. Well, and, you know, it, I almost thought about this earlier in the fact that maybe having home ice advantage is not necessarily a good thing. Because, yes, you could win the first two games, but you still have to win two games. And then and if you're the road team, it, it's it's almost like it's almost like you want to defer. Pressure. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you want to defer, right? Like, I mean, like, it, when, when you have the – if you win the, the coin toss for at, at the Super Bowl or something, most of the time you want to defer to the second half. You want to get the ball in the second half because you don't know what's going to happen in the first. So I, I almost feel like you should give home teams that option – and say, hey, but, I, I mean, for scheduling owner, purposes, it doesn't make any sense. But. And, and the owners would take it just for the extra game of ticket sales. <laughs> the extra potential game. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so. It, and for the Dallas Stars, I think we have the biggest advantage at home with, with the change, too. And with face-offs. We lost you, Chris. You lasted 47 minutes without your thing going. That was out. so but close. I know. Right? You almost made it. You'll, you'll have to come back, come come back, go out and come back in and uh, tell us what you were saying. But yeah, I, I think winning two games is a very pivotal for the Stars to uh, to get going in this series. And if they want to have a chance, they got to win both. So, and that puts them up three to one in the series if they can do that. But I, I think it's going to require a different kind of of game for the stars to win game three and four. And I think they feel a lot more comfortable in those games. And I think the scoring is going to be up as at least for the stars. I hope it's down uh, for the flames as well, but I, I leave for two seconds. And Ryan is already talking about offense again. Gosh, dang it. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need more offense to win this game. Obviously both teams need more offense though, too. Like how we're saying the exact same thing. And they're probably more worried about it <laughs> because they're supposed to be good at that. We're not. We're not. Also, <laughs> Also, they're getting the same narrative they've had every time they've made the playoffs. Their their first line disappears. Which they have. We've shut them down. And one they, goal. Yep, and they have. They, they got one power to play goal. Where where was all their all their glorious five-on-five five play that they were so good at in the regular season? It's gone. And honestly, not like astronomically more chances by them either. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, they're due. It doesn't feel like they're due. It feels like they're kind of getting shut down. And what's kind of nice is that the it seems the stars are kind of thriving on this uh, underdog business. So, As they um, and I mean, it, it's just not... Klinger's thriving on the villain business. Right. Same He's deal. Loving it, dude. <laughs> I think he likes it. You know, I I don't. I know that a lot of people are going to look at this series and say, "Oh, well, it's a boring series and all that." Obviously Who cares? Not. I mean, <laughs> Who dude, cares? that <laughs> Well, the drama that Klinger started, this is like almost one of the most exciting series to start <laughs> off. I mean, just because of that statement. I mean, Kachuk goes after him afterwards, too, and proves that Anderson's a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, PG. Exciting. PG. I think that for, <laughs> for someone who is emotionally invested in any of these games, this, this is probably more fun than any of the other series. It, it it's it's that Penguins not... Rangers series is looking pretty good though to be told. That's honest. true. Yeah. That's fair. That's a lot. But... It looks like a lot of fun. But like, it, it's stupid. Like how how do these teams trade shutouts in the first two games? And the first it. goal, the first goal wins both times. It's 
That's why I, I'm oh, telling man. you, and 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 you can mark my words on this. I think I don't think it's gonna be the next game, but I, I'm telling you, one of these games is gonna be stupid. It's gonna be just, like eight, six, seven, five, well, something well, like that. Just one of those games. Well, we're building, so we got one goal in the first game, got two goals in the second game. So it's you gonna know be what to expect for games. So it's gonna be two to one. So it's gonna be two to one or three to nothing. Two to one for someone. <laughs> Who? I hope it's the stars, but yeah. it's gonna be two to one. I'm calling it. Well, actually, no. Better yet, it's gonna be three nothing because it, that would be the oh, third straight true. shutout in that's a row. Possible. So there you go. That's what it's gonna be. So. I'll take that. Oh, by the way, we would also like to point out that that uh, at least me and Chris, me and Chris wore our sarcastic remark shirts tonight, and we won. So yeah. I'm just saying. And I haven't worn this shirt since the Vegas game. I was kind of saving it, thinking it had some good juju, and upsettingly it does. So now I have to <laughs> take care of it and wash it and make sure it's ready. So we'll see what happens game three with the Starcastic Remark shirt. Yep. And uh, I am uh, I was written for the Stars today from San Antonio. I'm going to uh, SeaWorld tomorrow. So That'll be fun uh, to see how that goes. We Dolphin? get to go see Shamu. Dolphins, water? Shamu, water, water, Aquatica, the water park and stuff like that. So That's so cool. All right. I think that's it, guys. You got anything else for us? Stop calling four on four penalties. <laughs> True. Stop calling penalties. Chris doing his GG boys. And I think we'll call it a, t- a night tonight, you guys. So, please go and uh, check out our shop, StarcasticRemarkShop.com. All of our uh, Phase 1 merch is up on there. We'd appreciate if you guys would go and support us. It's the best way you can uh, support us. Lots of cool stuff up there. And also, go and use that promo code THPN next time you're anywhere near the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening morning whenever you're listening to this have a good night you guys